Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Johan from Atlas Training Academy out of O'Fallon, Missouri. Welcome to the show, Johan. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks, Hannah. Thank you guys for having me and for reaching out. Yeah, of course. We're really excited to have you on and um, hear how you run Atlas Training Academy. But before we dive into all of that, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. So I've most gym owners probably say this, but I've been passionate about sports and athleticism and sports performance in general just my entire life. I've been an athlete, um, went to school for exercise science. So it's something that I've definitely wanted to continue my career on. Uh, Worked in the industry for a little period of time and realized that I could maybe fill a little niche market. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what started the started the gym. Sweet. Okay. Um, tell me about the gym. Like what's kind of like your elevator pitch for Atlas Training Academy, the services you offer, how you describe it to someone who may be interested in, in checking you out? So primarily we deal with, uh, with the youth or high school athletes. So my, I guess, primary pitch to them um, whenever we meet is that I could help them with learning exercise technique and then hopefully just thereby pr- uh, reducing injury getting them more used to what they're going to be doing in the weight room, getting them more confident, and then hopefully reducing their risk of injury over time. That's what I tell the parents. That's usually what gets them to buy in. What I really want out of the athletes is, in general, sports performance. I want them to be the very, very best possible athlete that they can be. I want them to know that when they come in here, we're going to do a needs analysis. We're going to see exactly what it is that they need. We're going to develop a program based on that, and then we're going to get you to your goals, whatever those may be. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. I grew up in the the area that your gym is just for the listeners. And I know firsthand that um, high school coaches aren't exactly priority number one safety for strength and conditioning. The weight room is kind of a disaster in most high schools. Um, so I really love that, that you're doing that and being a place for kids to safely strength and condition. So I think that's awesome. Um, besides like the youth classes that you do, Tell us about like your general population training or like your one-on-one personal training. Um, so um, obviously with our, with our, uh, you know, our athletes, we do have a lot of gen pop clientele. Um, we have people ranging from 11 years old that are just, just starting out in the weight room that I'm trying to turn into athletes truly. And then uh, we have some really, really older people. You know, I have my father-in-law that trains with me. He just had a hip replacement. I have a very older gentleman just turned 75. Um, yeah. We have a whole huge range of people. Um, Sounds a little crazy that we can help out all these different people, but based on what, you know, we kind of believe is everybody's an athlete, right? Everyone should be able to move their bodies in some way, shape or form, whatever their kind of, you know, needs are in their lives. So yeah, yeah, we, we, like I say, we help out a little bit of everybody. I love that. That's super important. And then you're training truly all ages, like 11 to 75. That's awesome. That's a huge. We truly are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So how many members are you sitting at right now? So uh, currently for the gym, we're sitting around mid thirties um, as far as active current gym membership uh, people. And then on top of that, we do have some trainers that work for our gym and they bring in their own uh, additional clients as well. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. What's like a goal for you as far as members go? Are you looking to get more faces in? Are you comfortable with where you're at? Where, where's your goal? Uh, yeah. So I, I would definitely love to get more faces in. I think uh, everyone could kind of agree a busy gym usually lends itself to a pretty good atmosphere usually a whole lot of energy would get more people working harder, more people in through the doors. So yes, definitely would love to get more members in through the door. Um, but something that I kind of do pride ourselves on is we are a little bit of a small private place, right? Um, 
if you ever have gone to a commercial gym, you're waiting 10, 15 minutes for a rack. If you leave your rack for a bit of water, you might lose it to somebody else waiting. And uh, that's something that obviously doesn't happen in our place. And that's not something that I really want to, you know, lose. Um, yeah. But yes, yes, definitely would love to get more members in through the door. So. Okay, definitely. Yeah, I know I was a club fitness goer back in my day and that right. around 5 p.m. is not on oh, yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not my place, that's for sure. Um, so what are you doing now to grow that member base? How do you market to new clients, get new faces in the door? So marketing is honestly probably something that I've struggled with the most. Um, with it being a little bit of a smaller gym, we do not have a designated marketing team or anything like that. Um, my wife and I kind of run our, our social media and we've also just recently had two, uh, two kids, uh, one and three years old. So that's taken up a whole lot of our time recently. Not that that's an excuse, um, but yeah, that's definitely something excuse. we struggle with the most. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're trying to do a little bit more content on social media. We're trying to do a little bit more educational based things, um, you know, a couple of reels with exercise technique videos and things like that. Um, so that's been kind of our primary emphasis as far as right now. And then outside of that and something that's been working a whole lot is we do have some pretty very high level athletes in our gym. Um, so we have some really good power lifters and really, really good strongman athletes. Uh, they compete quite often. And uh, through their exposure alone, um, that that's kind of helped uh, tremendously, just getting obviously the name out there, getting our you know, expertise recognized, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Have you dabbled in any sort of like paid advertising or is that, is that everything? Uh, been so as far as the, uh, the the cheap little Facebook ads, you know, you few dollars a month, we, we kind of dabbled in that very, uh, very shortly when we first opened. Um, now, as about six months ago, we recently changed our name of our business from Train Atlas Strong to Atlas Training Academy. So we, uh, we completely revamped um, all of our social media. We uh, changed out our website, um, everything. So it's almost been starting again from square one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell me about the boosted post. Did you see any sort of like return from that, from social media so, or? Yes, yes, we definitely had a lot more people reaching out. Um, but I don't know if this was maybe related to, uh, you know, COVID when we started up 2019, early 2020, um, but definitely getting people reaching out, didn't get as many people actually coming in through the doors. So we would have, you know, an email or maybe even te a text message saying, you know, hey, I'm interested in services. You know, what do you guys charge? Where are you located? Uh, we would respond, have a conversation back and forth for a little while. And then, you know, that would kind of be the end of it. Um, yeah. So what the reason for that is, I, I still truly don't know. Um, I, I'd like, love to just blame COVID, but, you know, maybe not. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely saw a few more extra people at least. Yeah. Okay. So the, the boosting the post, was it like you boosted the post or you created an ad campaign within social media? Boosted, boosted the post. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I've heard from a lot of gym owners that that can be kind of like, hit or miss, like usually it, it creates like a little bit of awareness to people in the area, but it's not really targeted. So it could have been just like, it wasn't targeting the right clientele right. for you. And so that's why they didn't come in. They just kind of fell off. So yeah, I think that's something definitely if you're interested in social media to look at the like ad campaign side of things too. Um, okay. Like I said, that's definitely an area I need help with. So I'll definitely yeah. look at that. No, yeah, definitely. It's, it's hard. Like when you open a fitness business, like whenever I was managing, like my background too is in exercise science. It's not in marketing or networking or right. business management or people yeah. management. So it's, it's like learning a whole new language whenever you open yeah. your own. So yeah, I, I definitely think I can relate and realize that, you know, you, you come into this with such a love and a passion for fitness and you realize yeah. that you have to be a, a business owner, not a, not a trainer. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You think you're going to be like head trainer and just doing right. fitness all day. And then you're like, Oh, I have to, 
learn how to market and run books and yeah, Uh definitely. Um, Okay, so once you have have a client in the door, how do you keep your clients long term? So again, maybe uh, maybe just a little bit of luck, maybe uh, maybe because we we do a good job, but we've been very very fortunate. Uh, Most of my clients have been with me since um, I kind of started in the in the subcontracting world myself. Uh, so when I got out of Linwood out of college, um, what was that five, six, seven years ago, something like that? Um, I started working at a little place called Primetime, and uh, most of my clients that started with me there are actually still with me now that I'm in a facility. And in between that little uh, interim, we were actually working out in my garage in my house for a while. So um, some really, really good loyal loyal clients that I've, that I've had. Um, how we keep them? Um, I mean, we constantly try and assess, retest, um, try and you know push people toward new different goals. Um, you know, most of my long-term clients have, have had various different goals. You know, some of them come in starting out with just wanting some weight loss or a little bit of fat loss. Then, you know, they start realizing that, oh, I, I like the feeling of being strong and capable. So, you know, they, they you know, maybe pick a different goal. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I think I'd like to say it's just, you know, maybe the testing, the retests and the constant assessing and then constant progression, um, knowing that they're always constantly moving forward. And there's so many different ways to do that. Um, so, yes. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think results speak for themselves, but then you can always have a new goal. Like maybe, you know, you've been bodybuilding and now you don't really care about that. You just want to be strong. And so you can transition to powerlifting. So yeah, Yeah. there's definitely so many avenues. Um, you can go down with that. Um, Okay. So looking out like three to five years from now, what would be like your big goal for the gym? Where do you see it long-term in the future? So For the gym as a business owner solely, I I would love to see the gym completely running itself. Right. Mm -hmm. I I would love to get us a few more full-time personal trainers in that are really, you know, doing well for themselves, utilizing the facility to make some money for themselves, but also being loyal enough to stay and, you know, thereby making some money for the gym as well. Um, If we can ever get to that stage, I feel like I can maybe branch away and start a separate location or maybe delve into something a little different there. Um, but that, that I think is the big kind of five-year goal right now, as far as the gym. Okay. So. Um, I'm curious, how has like hiring trainers been in that area? Is it, is it easy to find people eager to train with you? Has it been hard to find so trainers? It's been extremely easy to find people, but finding qualified people is, is a completely different story. Yeah. Um, I, so I put on posts on Indeed quite often. Um, I've actually put on posts on Craigslist, uh, Facebook, things like that. And we've gotten a good few people coming in and interview at the gym. Um, but the issue that I kind of run into is that I work with high school youth athletes, right? I, I need people to really know what they're doing and be passionate about it and, and, and. Um, so a lot of people that I've kind of had coming through the door are brand new trainers, which is great. Um, but, you know, they got their, uh, their cert last weekend on the internet and now they want to start working with kids and it's not something I'm too comfortable with. So in right. that sense, it's, it's, it's been kind of tough. Um, yeah. But yeah. What do you, what do you look for in a trainer? Like, do they have to have a certification and degree, just a certain like energy? So about the, those things are nice and th- those things are great, right? I mean, we would love for everyone to be certified and to have a degree. It kind of shows that they uh, obviously place some type of importance or emphasis on this little area of their lives, but that, that's not all. Um, you know, I, I love to see people that actually have a little bit of experience behind them. Somebody who actually knows what it is that they're teaching. That's probably the main thing that I end up going for. Um, you know, I, just thinking back maybe to about a year, year and a half ago, I met with uh, an individual, probably the most qualified guy I've ever met in my life, um, but had zero practical experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, certain things that he would kind of say and believe, I, I would just think to myself like, okay, yeah, you know, textbook wise, that makes sense, but that just, it doesn't work in the real world, you, you know? So yeah. I, I definitely, definitely look for that mix between experience and, and education. 
uh, probably more so kind of biased in the experience side, um, if I'm honest, but yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, right after college, I feel like I thought I knew everything. And then you get into the oh, real right. world where you're training an actual client. I'm like, sure. mm, this was not in my textbook. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've told this to my wife so many times, but every single year that I have this business, I realize that I know less and less and less and yes. less. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree there. Um, okay, so what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck right now that's keeping you from having the gym at a place where it runs itself? So marketing would be the biggest thing, I think. Um, just kind of balancing out finances between, you know, needing new equipment, keeping things maintained, um, you know, all that type of things, and then still, you know, trying to play the, uh, the marketing game. Um, obviously, I'm completely naive and new to this, but I still believe that with social media and with word of mouth and things like that, you know, we could probably do plenty well enough, you know, that, that, that we need to do without having to spend any additional time or resources in that. Now, clearly I've been wrong, um, but that, that, that's kind of where we've uh, kind of hit our first little bottleneck. Um, now, like I said, we did recently revamp everything and change out the name and uh, we tried to do a lot more educational posts and things like that. So it's heading in the right direction, I hope. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that would be a, my, my guess is the biggest bottleneck right now, just our marketing and our exposure. Um, I believe we do a really good job. I think we got a really great facility with great equipment. Um, if more people knew about it, I know they would be, you know, more inclined to, to come in through the door. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I heard that from a lot of gym owners. It's like once we get someone in the door, they see like how great our services are, how great our results are, how great our trainers are. It's just like the getting them in to see it part can be like kind of the hardest. So right. yeah, definitely like digging into that social media and um, really getting the word out there for sure. Right. Um, okay. So you have, once you have a long-term client, how do you keep everything like organized? How do you know, you know, what your schedule is going to be? <laughs> I hear that so, a lot um, too. So I always, I always like to ask, like, how do you, you know, if you wear a million hats, how do you keep like your days on, on schedule? How do you stay organized or do you not? <laughs> so, well, yeah, like I said, with the kids recently, it's been yeah, a struggle. Yeah. Um, I, I've used a lot of different uh, software and apps and things like that, especially working at other different gyms. Um, and there's been some great ones that I've used. Um, but currently, honestly, I use free software. I use Google Calendar to keep my family life and my gym life and my client schedules all done. And then I use uh, uh, Google Docs for my programming. Uh, that allows me to share with my clients, uh, you know, programs, things like that. It allows me to obviously write things up and keep them saved and not have to worry about, you know, where I'm saving them or paperwork or anything like that. Um, and then on top of that, I'm also a little bit of an old school guy. I always carry a little notebook around with me. So I always have little sheets of paper throughout the day that I'm making my notes on. And then I'll usually get home at night and kind of sit on the computer for 10, 20 minutes, get everything set away and squared away for the next day. Yeah, uh, that's that's been working for me as far as right now. So good, good. Sounds like you have some kind of organization in place. I also am like a, a pen and paper person. Yeah. <laughs> like I can like conceptualize it better if it's like a physical yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> absorbed I think. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, but before we close out the episode today, um, can you tell the listeners something that you wish you would have known um, when you first got into owning your own business? Like if someone out there um, is aspiring to own their own studio, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them? Uh, like we actually already just talked about, but really, really just focus on the business and the marketing side of things. The more that you know there, the better. Um, I, I've seen it time and time and time again. You could be, and you've mentioned it, but you could be the best trainer that anyone's ever possibly heard about. Um, but if you don't actually put yourself out there and no one knows about it, it's not going to make, make any difference. 
Um, we, as small gym owners, we're fighting against big commercial gyms, the F45s, the club fitnesses, you yeah. know, guys that really just put their brand in everyone's faces permanently. And uh, you really have to try hard to stand out from those people. At least that's, that's what I've heard or learned. Yes, so. definitely. I think that's great advice. Um, understand that it's, it's a business first and foremost. So that has to come first and you have to put a little bit of work into learning the business side of it as well. So totally agree there. Um, but Johan, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Before we thank sign you. off, where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your website? So our most primary social media thing I use is Instagram. Um, we're on Atlas Training Academy there. Um, we also have a Facebook page, uh, Atlas Training Academy, and then our website, atlastrainingacademy.com. Um, those are our primary places there. So. Okay, perfect. Everyone check out Atlas Training Academy. If you're not in the Missouri area, look at their Instagram, um, check out their content. But thank you so much for joining me today. Um, can't wait to see what you accomplished on the road. Thank you, thank you, thank and, you. Yes, and to everyone who joined in today, um, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Andy from Active Body Conditioning in Stockton on Tees, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Andy. How are you doing today? Really good, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I am extremely excited to have you here on the podcast, Andy, you know, because I'm just, I want to gain a better understanding of what you have going on at your gym business. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, you know, when you first established this gym business about six years ago, almost six years in April, you know, what was the vision that you had in mind for it for the long term? So the vision initially was to create a community of um, people who inspired each other in terms of, I see a lot of um, in the past people giving up with fitness, uh, people lacking confidence to get into it. Um, so I wanted a pathway that um, helps people at the high level of fitness, whether it be professional athletes, but also them people inspiring new beginners as well in their path towards, um, you know, keeping a fit and healthy lifestyle. So the aim was to create a community of inspiring, the people inspired each other at both ends of the scale and eventually have a sports village. Awesome. So you really want to be able to serve all kinds of people, at least from what I'm hearing here. So top level people all the way down to the bottom and having those top people inspire the bottom people to eventually level up to increase their health and fitness and basically just come into your gym. Right. So with that being said, you know, for the listeners, you know, so they can have a better understanding of who you are and what you do, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So 
who is it that you serve and what kind of services do you offer them? Oh, <laughs> good question. Yeah, so we serve people who, who don't go to the gym to pose in mirrors. I've got nothing against that, by the way. Um, but that's not what we serve. We serve people who go, they want to make a difference for the, for the mindset as much as, as the body. I'm a big believer that the um, training is, is a part of helping the mind. I think training can be taken too obsessively as well. So it's about, it's about people who want to feel better, who want to achieve something and feel part of something. Okay. So basically like all around approach. So not only yeah, the fitness side, but the mindset side as well. Yeah. And so people to fulfill the potential. Cause I think, um, and it, again, it's, it's no matter if somebody is a beginner, I think, you know, all of us included, a lot of us don't fulfill our, our potential of what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, with that, you know, what kind of services do you offer to your clients in terms of, you know, small group, personal training, large group, what does that look like for you at your facility? Yeah, so if somebody comes into the gym and we've got, they want to achieve certain goals, we'll, we'll break break down what's obviously the different options are for them. Um, mm -hmm. So we've got the group sessions, which are like large group personal training for people who feel more comfortable in a group. Yeah. And then we have 14 different sessions per week for that. Um, Again, they get provided with gym programs, nutritional support. We have fat loss programs for people who want to be part of a private group um, where they can be kept accountable mm -hmm. weekly over certain, and they'll last for six to eight weeks, but then they'll carry on to another challenge as well. So it's not just, just done short term, it keeps them creating new goals. Um, or personal training. We have business people who come in for personal training. We've got powerlifting coaching, strongman coaches. Yeah. We've got um, myself who specialise in training um, professional athletes as well. Uh, we've got weight loss coaches as well. So there's all them different options for people who get involved. But there's also options for people who just want to use the gym as well. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a great variety of services to each kind of persona. Um, so along with all of those, do you also offer an open gym concept or is it more of just the, you know, personal training, large group, uh, environment? Yeah. So the way we've set the gym up, although it's not an absolutely enormous gym, we've got, um, an AstroTurf side, we've got a, an upstairs mezzanine area. So the space for open gym as well. So mm -hmm. people do come throughout the day, even whilst the group sessions are on, yep. um, but the great thing about it is they can, the group sessions can see the open gym training, the open gym can see the group sessions. And because we don't have mirrors on our gym floor, um, it creates a really good atmosphere where people yeah. get motivated from each side. And not looking at themselves in the mirror and, you know, glamorizing about themselves. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it just creates that community and that instantly, mm -hmm. you know, people seeing other people working hard um, yeah. helps each other work hard, I believe. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, you mentioned with your large group, it's about 14 sessions a week. So I'm curious, is that over a five-day period or a six-day period? Seven-day. Okay, so every single day. Yeah, I mean, you would, you would encourage people to take a day off, of course. <laughs> but there's just, with people working that many different hours, mm -hmm. it gives them that structure. 
and the variety of, of classes. We've we've got a, a good variety, but not too much of a variety, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I think people could sometimes, if we have if you have too many different types of classes on, they can get a little bit lost in. Yeah, and they have doing. a paralysis by decision and they're not able to choose what they want and then they eventually just leave because they're just overwhelmed about the amount of options yeah absolutely yeah yeah so you know you have the large group personal training the open gym you know with that all being said i'm kind of curious here how many people are you serving at your facility right now andy so today we've got and it's not a, a very huge membership base we got 174 members okay. um, the aim is to get that up to 200 um uh, in january we could have it higher yeah but that we started off with um 50 initially went up to 100 yeah. and the aim is to keep improving it whilst keeping the quality but improving yeah. the quality so i want us to grow but gradually so the the, the quality and the service keeps that personal yeah personal so goal not having so many people that you're not able to fulfill on the service, but having enough people that you're able to serve more and to impact more people and to obviously increase business. So yeah. that kind of leads me into my next question here. What are you currently doing right now to aid in that growth process in terms of marketing channels? So obviously word of mouth, that's the best way for gym owners, but what about social medias? So currently, somewhere I'm trying to improve on because I'm getting old now. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, then uh, obviously there's a different. Uh, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, not on TikTok. I don't think we will as well at the moment. So yeah. we've got different. We've got obviously different pages. The personal trainers have all got their own pages. LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. We've got a, a website that's improving as well. Okay. Um, so it's mainly through those channels, but also our members are brilliant because we're trying to provide them with a great service. They like to share on social media our stuff. We don't we don't tell them to share. We don't force them to share. Currently, we don't do any competitions to get them to share. Mm -hmm. They just do it, uh, which we've been very lucky that they've done that. To be honest, it's it's um, it's a really good thing. People celebrating each other's achievements, which kind of shines a light on on the work we're doing. Exactly if your members are sharing content about you on their social media, that means that you're doing a great job with your service. So kudos to you, Andy. Um, I'm curious, you know, with the social medias, is it more of the organic side? So posting content every day, uh, posting, you know, Instagram lives, Facebook lives, or are you also utilizing the paid advertising side as well? Yeah, so at the moment we've got obviously we've got different skill sets within our team. So we've yeah. got some of the coaches um, do better talking videos. Some people do better written content. Um, so we do a mixture of videos, written content. We have a videographer who comes in uh, once a month and um, does some videos. I want to increase that. Mm -hmm. So ideally, I want to increase that. So some a videographer, photographer, professionally coming in each day, so little things can be posted out. Um, exercise tips, but it's more organically at the moment. Yep. Um, paid, we've done it in the past. Um, me personally, I, I only want us to do it in a way that is just celebrating what we do as opposed to 
really tacky selling marketing. Mm. Uh, I want to look after our loyal members and in turn attract more people who will be loyal in the future because they know we're going to look after them. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. And I agree with you. You don't want to come across as the sleazy salesman on the you know the advertisements because that would just leave a bad taste in the you know prospect's mouth because let's just be real here nowadays the buyer is more educated than ever before they can find every piece of information about you anywhere and they can, i mean they can ask people um so you said that you have used it in the past i'm just curious here how is your experience with that in terms of performance with getting people in the door or overall you know metrics there honest opinion give me the honesty andy that's what i want yeah so and again i'm sure a lot of gym owners do and they might have good experiences with it and brilliant to them the they, they may do it better than what we've done but well experience i get a lot of inboxes of people giving you marketing tips on how to attract more leads and yeah where we're from, we're from quite a working class area where people are very honest. Um, it doesn't sit right with me. I don't feel it works in our community. Okay. Um, on, so my experience of it is really poor. Yeah. It's, it's really poor. It's, uh, I think I'm a big believer in just celebrating the, the good things that you're doing. And I think all the top companies, even in the world, just celebrate the good that they're doing and not trying to steal from other people. They're just showing what they do and people make their own choices. So my experience, I know I've took a long time to get gone a long way around it. No worries, you're doing good. It's quite poor. I think it's quite forced. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I'm curious in terms of the paid advertising there, was it, more handled in-house or did you extend it over to a third party agency where you didn't handle any kind of the marketing? Yeah, it was in-house. Um, I did um, push it out at one time and one of my good friends who had a gym, um, he paid for quite a substantial amount for advertising and it kind of made his gym look tacky <laughs> and um, it kind of cheapened what he was doing. Okay. So, so what do you think like So what do you think made his his facility look tacky in a way? Like what do you think about like the advertisements like that made him look in a like a bad light? I think people you've got you've got to have values and your vision and you've got to have an ethos in what you're doing. And I think yeah. if you pay someone who's not connected to you, who can't connect to your vision mm. and your values, they can go down the generic selling of how a lot of gyms do it i think if you're doing a a small scale gym like we are mm-hmm. it's got to be based around a vision and a passion yeah. you have I to think, have the, uh, the quality over the quantity in a way without doubt yeah yeah 100 percent. so you know kind of moving away from the paid advertising side there i'm curious you know, let's just say someone hears about your facility from a current member or they see you on the internet somewhere. What does the sales process look like from cold lead to new paying member? Yeah. So if they contact the website, I personally will contact them at the moment or one of the team. Um, so I create some time each week to do that as well. 
if it's through Facebook Messenger, some people feel more comfortable inboxing there. Again, we'll get in touch with them and we'll be in contact with them. If it's Instagram, we'll do the same. Whichever way they contact us, we make sure we contact them back. Um, arrange a phone call if that's what they want or arrange for a time for them to come into the gym, look around, have a chat and really get to um, look at what they're wanting and make them feel welcome. Ideally, I like them to come down to the gym because I know when they come in, they get a feel for it. Yeah, and they're able to have the like a general idea inside their own mind of maybe I do like this gym, maybe I don't. And they'll be able to base that, you know, base their decision based off of that first experience. Definitely. Yeah. So is it you who handles that sales process or is it someone else inside the facility? It's, it's anyone of the team. Okay. So I do sometimes, um, I can pass it on everyone. We're all, we've got very lucky to have a really good team who are very, approachable naturally as well so we do have systems in place but i also like the the personal trainers to be themselves as well yeah be genuine. because when when the person comes to join anywhere they're going to know that person they're going to look at that person they're going to ask for that person and they're all brilliant they're all very approachable and they've all got a lot of knowledge in their different fields so okay. i would always arrange for me or a member of the team to do it okay so you have a team there so how many you know, members you have on your staff or your team there? Yeah, so we've got five personal trainers and one sports therapist at the moment. Uh, we're currently looking for another sports therapist, which we're going to put an advertisement out um, at the start of December, so the next two days. Oh. And then we're looking for one more personal trainer. With the, set, with the ones that we've got, ideally a female, because yeah. I'm quite heavy on the male personal trainers at the moment. Um, so another female so then that would take it to six and then two sports therapists yeah okay so you know i kind of want to transition out of the you know the sales process there and i think what you're doing is great andy i'm curious though because obviously you have a great service your members love it i mean you really want to focus on that connection there so i'm curious for you what is the ideal situation for your gym business and let's just say five to 10 years from now, where do you want it to be? So I would love to, uh, there's other units on our site, other facilities, the same, same size as us. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I would like to have one of them and make it bigger, but on the same site. So we wouldn't, um, it would be easy to manage, but also the vision that we've got create that sports village that I'm looking at, okay. which um, we can get more growth on the therapy side of things and the recovery side of things as well. So yeah, I would ideally like it to grow into a sports village, okay. which would include more athletes. Oh, a sports village. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So generally you want to expand and, and grow everything so you can eventually have that sports village there. Yeah, which would include which would include everyday people. Just by saying sports village, it wouldn't mean like it's just available for sports people. It would still follow the same ethos. Yeah. So I'm curious here, you know, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck that is holding you back from eventually hitting that that ideal situation right now? Obviously, over the last couple of years with, with COVID, I'm sure a lot of people have had them little blocks in the way where they've had to stall some of the plans for a, a set period of time. The 
the energy bills that are coming up and the yeah. fact that the cost of living is Prices going up. going through the roof right now. Yeah, so it's a balance whilst trying to stay ambitious but stay realistic and not put your business in jeopardy Yeah, and taking two big leaps. So I'd say the, the bottleneck would be I'm always willing to take a gamble, but it's just going to have to be done in smaller increments at the moment, just so we know we've got enough money in reserve that if anything did happen again, such as COVID, we've got enough in reserve to survive. So what is like the main thing that's holding you back there? Is it more of the membership base or more of like retention, ascension? I would say knowing that we've got the, the, the experience in the team that we've got. Um, we've currently got the experience. We need a couple more people to provide the services in terms of when somebody does sign up, giving them more hands-on treatment and that time. So I would say the team, all of the people we've got are brilliant. We just need a couple more people. Yeah. And then I would say we would need another, obviously, to reach 200 members and then increase it to, say, 250 by the end of the year, which would give us the revenue to then start taking more gambles. Yeah. Okay, so more than likely, it's like the the staffing you want more people in but you also as that increases you also want to bring in more people so you can obviously increase business serve more people and make sure that your trainers are working and not just staying there and you know burning money yeah yeah and which the the, the ones that we've got are brilliant you know they are brilliant. just it's improving it with quality because what i don't want to grow with and then forget about looking it, sometimes you can grow and then you neglect the people who've been you loyal. You forget about the original people that were there. Yeah. And I never ever want to do it. They're my main focus and priority. And then the new people I want to be looked after whilst everyone's being looked after. Yeah. So definitely bring in more trainers in so you can make sure that all of the staff, all of the clients are cared for, or looked after. Yeah, it's just a it's only a couple of trainers, a couple of quality trainers, and that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to find real quality people with values. It is. Um, so I'm curious, in order to get those people in, what is your plan to you know get get those trainers in? Is it through networking, marketing to get trainers in? What does that look like for you at your facility? Yeah, so like I said, with the we've been we've got the the trainers that we have got in that are really good have it been two of them have been members before okay. of the gym and have been trained up so they've really got an they've got an affinity with the place mm-hmm. so they really they really value the the vision of the place they feel part of it they contribute massively to it there's one of the trainers who used to work with me at another gym years and years ago and he's grown with the facility and he's got a real ethos for the place um uh, and it's people, and then, sorry, three people have been ex-members. I got the numbers wrong there. Um, and I think that's the key in the future is people who, whether it's training people up, who who really see the value in the place and not just come into a lot of personal trainers, and I've been there myself, you know, they look to just rent a space. I just want to rent a space to trim. I want people who want to be part of the vision and we in turn help them to grow their careers and obviously create a great future together. So, yeah, so they can ultimately, you know, build their own vision, but also your vision as the business owner. Cause I mean, 
if you have trainers in there who aren't bought into the culture and the vision that you have, it's not going to end well. So yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but Andy, it does look like we are running short on time here. So my last question for you is what are your social medias and your website? So our listeners can find you. Yes. Yeah, so we've got um, www.activebodyconditioning.co.uk, mm-hmm. um, which links to our Facebook and Instagram as well. So everything's on there. In terms of TikTok, we're not on, we're not on any others at the moment. Um, you. But yeah, you can find us on our website and Instagram channel. Awesome, Andy. Well, thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to contribute to the show. Because I really believe that our listeners will extract a lot of value from our conversation today. Thank you very um, much. Thank you. 100%. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Selena from Fusion Fitness out in Pacific Grove, California, Welcome, Selena. Thanks for being here today. How are you? Wonderful. Good to talk to you. I'm very excited at the opportunity to talk to you and learn more about what you do over at Fusion Fitness. Before we dive into that, give us a brief background here as to what it was that led to you going and opening up this gym in the first place. Um, So I hired a personal trainer myself 25 years ago to take me from being an overweight couch potato that I'd been my whole life and never been athletic. And um, doing that over a course of three and a half years really transformed my mind and uh, my body and my spirit. And I thought, wow, I was looking for a career change. And if I could make that change and shift 180 degrees, I could certainly teach other people how to do it. So that started my journey as a personal trainer I incorporated massage therapy with that as well. And I did that solely for about 15 years. But then 15 years in, I realized I really needed to run more of a business and have employees and expand and grow. And so we went from a small personal training gym and now we're going to be opening a large uh, open membership, open gym facility four times the size. Okay, so it's been a little bit of a journey since you know you first opened this. You've been doing it for a little while. 
Um, and I love to hear different people's journeys and, you know, what they start at and what they end up with. And so you're in the process of opening up a really, really big facility that has a vastly different business model than when you first opened up. Give us your best elevator pitch of Fusion Fitness, you know, the gym that you're in the process of opening up now, what services you're planning on providing, paint a clear picture of what the business model is going to look like. So Fusion Fitness is going from being a personal training boutique-based gym to being a large community, which you are a community tribe-based gym. Everybody that's in our uh, gym is part of our tribe. And we like to be very friendly about it. We also specialize in the demographic here, which happens to be the mature body, typically people over the age of 50. Um, and, you know, somebody that really seeks a high quality of instruction and science proven methods so that when they train, they don't hurt themselves and they can get the best from their programming. So we're going to continue to offer those individual services. Plus, we have group training for people that have trained with us for a while and have a good amount of knowledge and then want to continue on without having to pay the price tag of individual training. We have cardio classes that are kind of open to everybody. We're going to have the open gym floor with a lot of equipment, several thousand square feet worth of equipment for just people to come and work out on their own. And that way, when they work out with their trainers, they have access to the same gym with the equipment that they've been using in those training sessions. So a high degree of familiarity. Um, plus we offer the recovery services. We offer massage services. I've been a body worker myself for 20 years um, and now expanding in that arena as well. So it's a full service wellness center. Yeah, you guys are going to have a little bit of everything, which is very exciting, you know, to hear from a business standpoint, um, because those are going to be multiple different streams of, you know, revenue coming into your business. But then, you know, when we look at our clients, there's no linear approach to health and wellness. What one person will succeed with, the person next to them may not. So, you know, the fact that you're going to have the open gym, you're going to offer the personal training, you're going to have group training because some people prefer that. Um, you know, it's very, very exciting. A little bit of, of everything and that will allow you to serve pretty much anybody in your community, um, you know, where it's not super niche. Uh, it's not niche at all. Um, so I love that. Now, with the facility itself, we talked about this a little bit off air, but how big is the new facility that you guys are moving into? So we've been in 1,600 square feet, and the new one is 7,000 square feet. It was easy for me to see that we needed this space, both with the amount of calls that I get actually wanting memberships or wanting part-time memberships like the day or week pass, so many calls I've had to turn away over the years, but also during COVID, utilizing my 5,000 square foot yard with tents and equipment that I moved into my yard and used that place, realized how much, how many more people we can serve when it's not just me doing the training services. And by mentoring and guiding my trainers, I'm able to provide a really high level of instruction. So it's not just anybody training them. It's people that have been with me for a while and really well qualified. And we're, we're definitely a little team. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. So, you know, we'll kind of talk about the open gym side of things here. 
for memberships, like what's your plan? Are you going to offer, you know, one standard membership or are there going to be kind of different levels for this membership? You know, going into this, it's always interesting to hear what different people do for those memberships. Yeah, absolutely. We are going to offer two different levels of membership, uh, at least two different levels, if not more than that. But there'll be a base level membership where it's just the open gym and we are going to have key card access. So it'll be open, you know, up until midnight and starting at like 430 in the morning. So just to close a few hours a day, not necessarily manned all the time. So that'll be the the lowest tier. And then the next tier up from that will include cardio classes um, and then which would be only a little bit more. And then the next tier up from that is the one that includes all classes where it's group training. And group training is definitely of a higher tier than the other types of classes. So that'll be the third tier. Um, and that'll be the most expensive one. But people that, let's say, are currently paying for the group training membership, they'll just have a small add-on fee, which will be a much less than an open gym membership to be able to also have the full gym membership. So that's kind of like the granddaddy is to have access to all of the classes and the open gym. And then we're going to have one other membership that is the membership that includes the recovery piece. So basically it's taking any one of those memberships and for a smaller than normal massage rate, adding that on as a membership and they get one a month. Okay. I love those different kind of levels uh, to the membership, right? Because people can kind of fall in. And then like if somebody falls into the open gym, they might see the cardio classes going on and then that's going to spark their fancy. They're going to, you know, and you can constantly upsell people into different programs. So that's really neat. Now I talk to a lot of gym owners on this podcast, uh, a lot of gym owners all around the world. And what most people are struggling with is the idea of actually getting faces in the front door. Now you are moving from a 1600 square feet facility to a 7,000 square feet facility. So what is your plan to fill the gym with those memberships? You know, what is that process going to look like for you? Well, it's definitely going to include, uh, because this is a small community between several cities that are connected together here, there's only 100,000 people. So that's, it's a really small community. So that means that print does well. There's a local rag that everybody reads, even though there's several papers. I know the one that the our target customers are reading. So there's going to be and I already do some print advertising, but there's going to be more print advertising. Um, and then there's going to be Facebook blasts, you know, Facebook campaigns um, that I have planned. Plus, I have my entire mailing list. So I'm going to be putting out referral bonuses um, and targeting that and then blanketing the town with flyers and going to businesses and talking to them. And then there's that huge revenue stream that's unique to a resort town which is the day pass and we have like hundreds of little hotels and inns in this area that I'm going to personally visit with my my marketing materials and say here give these to your or just put this up at your front desk let your patrons have a resource when they come into town and not have to dial around and figure out where they can get a day pass because I've received so many hundreds of calls on that. So all of these different methods will be ways that I plan on getting them in the door. 
Yeah. I mean, I I'm in the Orlando, Florida area. Well, that's where the gym is. And so we get lots of drop-ins as well. It's a huge piece of business. We charge $25 for a day, $65 for the week. And we make a good chunk of change on that every single week. You can't predict, you know, what you're going to make off of that every single week. You're going to have lots of ebbs and flows, but it is nice to have that as additional revenue coming in. Um, You know, you mentioned newspaper, but something else that stood out to me was, you know, you have some Facebook blasts planned. And in 2022, the number one way for any business to market themselves is utilizing social networks such as Facebook. So have you guys seen success with that in the past? You know, what has your history looked like with your social media profiles for the gym? That's a really good question because, um, I have been targeting specifically clients that are like 60 plus for many, many years. And my experience is that the more affluent the client is, the less likely they are to be on Facebook and spending time on social media. My target clientele, traditionally, I haven't gotten a lot from my Facebook campaigns. So I do have a company lined up to work with because A, I probably don't know anything about this and need help. B, now that we're going into the open gym model, we have this entire population of people that we want to look at that we never even considered as clients before, and they are on social media. The people that want to pay $40 or $50 a month for an open gym membership are on social media. The people that want to pay $1,000 a month for personal training I got to be honest, I haven't seen the success from social media campaigns. And I've tried quite a number in the past, ads and just blasts and all of that. But now I'm going to hire a professional company because I have seen myself the ads where like a a small gym has come into town and done some sort of a big blast. And I've looked at their offers and I think, okay, when I have an open gym, I will do that. But for the time being, I haven't been able to make like the offer great enough where people are just going to jump on it. And again, it's not really the target clientele, but it's coming. So it's planned actually for next month to start that. Yeah, I think, you know, something that stood out to me there that you said is like, you found somebody to work with. And that's so important because we can't be an expert at every part of our business. It's just not realistic. And and something that I commonly see, you know, in this industry is like fitness business people, we tend to be like a little bit stubborn. Like we think that we can do it all ourselves. We want to do it all ourselves. But like, if we want to truly succeed, we need to team up with some great people along the way to help us take us to help take us to where we want to go. How did you find, you know, an agency or company to work with to help you with those the with those things? Yeah, so honestly, every once in a while, I'll just answer one of the ads or because I do take a lot of the calls that come through, even though if I'm not sure if they're spam or not, as a business owner, I just answer it. You know, Fusion Fitness, this is Selena even though it's my cell phone, um, this particular gentleman was a cold call. And, you know, I saw some of the work that he did and it's like, I recognized it and I'm like, well, this is the same kind of thing that I've seen in the past, you know, clearly targeted Facebook marketing with a nice big offer where it's easy for people to just click into. And, you know, once you start that process with them, 
you can get them in the door. The closing is really easy for me. It's just like you said, getting those spaces in the door. So I'm willing to spend a few thousand dollars and partner with him to have the help on the front end because yeah, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a marketer. I, I clearly don't know the best way of wording and designing those things, but they've got bulletproof methods that they've used over and over and over again. So this was this particular one was a cold call. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes good things do come from, you know, those cold calls that we get. And it seems like, you know, you're getting emails and cold calls all day. If you own any kind of business, um, yeah. it happens. Does this particular gentleman, gentleman that you work with, and I think that this is valuable because, you know, a lot of gym owners out there like are kind of in that position where they're looking for some support. Um, does he specifically work with gym owners or kind of just like a lot of different businesses in the area? Oh, gyms. Okay. No, that's why he cold called me is because he was, he's looking for gyms. He specializes in gyms. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely a great way to kind of, you know, get the results that you're looking for is to work with somebody who has experience specifically in this industry, because marketing in the fitness industry is unlike any other industry. People are not motivated to just walk into a, a gym. We have to be very smart about the way that we market ourselves to people in, in this industry. Um, you know, kind of to, to move on here to a different topic. So we have time before we run out here. If you kind of had to look at the business and where you're looking to take things, what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck, your biggest challenge right now? And what are you going to do to overcome that? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind without really thinking it through is, well, there's two things. First of all, is to maintain a high degree of culture within the team, within the people that work for me. And what I mean by a high degree of culture is to care about them, to take care of them, um, to monetar monetarily, you know, pay them well enough so that they're happy to give them the time off that they need to let them be flexible with their schedules, to not constantly be writing them about things, you know, to make their life happy so that because they are the thing that my business rides upon. If I lose them, it's like losing a leg. So yeah. there's that num that's the number one thing is to keep my people happy. Both them and of course the clients too. But the second thing it always comes to mind in the fitness business is there is a big risk to reward ratio. And the risk is always capital. Mm -hmm. Capital. I need capital. I need to spend money. I'm right now in the middle of buying all of this gym equipment. And of course I'm in the middle of outfitting this gym. It's a half a million dollar project. So it's capital money. I need to bring on more staff, et cetera. So I have to extend myself quite a bit and take a huge risk knowing that I'm going to be able to fill those seats, be, bring those people in faces into the door and I'm going to have to, at a minimum, triple my current revenue stream to be able to be in the black and be profitable. I'd like to quadruple it is the idea, but that's where it all rests on my shoulders. It's the risk and the reward. It's the risk that I'm taking, extending myself financially, loan this, lease that, line of credit this, credit card that, and just knowing that I'm going to 
you know, triple or quadruple or maybe even quintuple because I'm going to put all of my energy and my resources, the same drive and passion that used to drive me to want to make clients look better, feel better, move better. I still like that, but honestly, I'm much more interested now in how am I going to make this gym profitable and maybe ultimately one day a Bally's or a 24 or an Equinox or something like that actually wants to move into this area and I want them to look at me and I want them to buy me out. And either that's going to happen or I'm going to make the gym successful enough where it doesn't require my everyday interaction and I can go on three-week trips and still be a part of it without needing to be there mm, yeah. so those are my greatest challenges it's the culture keeping people happy and risk reward capital yeah my next question was going to be like what's your goal with this but you pretty much just told me where you want to take it um and so you know with the the risk to reward side of things especially when it comes to the finances you know you mentioned that you need to triple your current revenue to be able to get the new facility in in the in the black to be profitable so what is your plan to kind of triple that revenue what are some of the things that you're going to do to boost revenue within the business model itself it's such a good question because, you know, I look at the bottom line and see that personal training, one-on-one -on -one personal training makes four times the revenue mm -hmm. that massage and group has done. And it didn't matter whether it was just me doing it by myself or whether it's my team. One-on-one -on -one personal training makes four times the amount of money. So therefore, it's an easy way because we've got all these other revenue streams that we've talked about. So I'm adding those in. And I, I'm not even looking at that so much. But I know they're going to be there. What I'm looking at is getting a lot more lenient and creative about the personal training to draw them in. Like, first of all, I changed my entire pricing model about a year ago. Instead of mm -hmm. signing on for people with 20, 10 and 20 session or whatever, 12 and 24 session packages, the traditional method where at the end of the package, you're kind of left wondering, is the client going to resign? Are we going to have to have this conversation? And there are certain clients that you can assume and other clients that are just gone. I put them on contracts. I've got a three, six, and a 12 month contract with the price going progressively down the longer they go it they go at it the more they get hooked the more they want to do it so i need to give them better price points but i'm now even willing to give away free sessions which is when i was doing this on my own and i know a lot of gyms do that i'm not saying anything special but when i was giving away my time i wouldn't discount anything I wouldn't give away free time because I didn't need to, but now needing to triple the income, I've already got in place the systems on the back end to have easier billing methods, easier billing rates. Okay. And now if I start, let's say giving away more sessions, free assessments, free, this free first session free. I can do that because I already have to pay these people to keep mm -hmm. them happy. If I don't give them enough hours, they're not happy. They're not going to stay. Part of their enjoyment of working with me is they don't have to deal with the business side. I do all the selling for them. They just show up and train. So it kind of is a symbiotic little thing. I'm going to focus mostly on the personal training um, 
and I'm going to focus on giving more things away, more teasers, more offers, more things I haven't been willing to do. And I've already been making this much money on personal training, the bulk of my business coming from personal training. So if I start giving away some freebies, I truly believe I'm going to be able to attract more people at certain times of the year as well. I know when those times are. Like, for example, April and May, somewhere between March and May is like the busy, super busy, because people have tried it on their own in the gym. They realize they can't do it. They've given up at that point. Their New Year's resolution is out the window. So now they start calling personal trainers. That's a hugely busy time. Another busy time, August through October. It's like, okay, we're back in school. We're back to work. Life is back to normal. So now I need to get back on a routine and the holidays are coming in and I don't want people to see me fat like this. So I know over these years that there's certain times where I can offer big specials, big discounts, target the old clients. How many of those people come back in? A lot of them. If I start giving away free stuff, more of them will come in. It's just been something I have never been willing to do. And I've already been making four times the amount of money on personal training without even doing it. So I believe if I start doing it, using these more creative methods that I've got for pricing now, I think they're going to easily start to come in. No, for sure. I mean, that's those, those are really great ideas. And something else that popped in my mind there, you know, you talked about personal training and focusing on personal training is a very good idea because the revenue that we can bring in from personal training is obviously much higher ticketed than the normal monthly membership. Um, a lot of gyms are offering some sort of semi-private. So like couples training or trios, is that something that you plan on doing? Cause that way your trainer can, you like can fit more than one person in during a time slot but you can still charge more than a typical membership for that style of training. So I'm going to answer your question in two parts. The answer is we already do the couples. There's an add-on fee. It's 15 for half an hour. It's 25 for a full, but rather than do the trio, because once it hits a trio to me, it starts to become a class. So the trio is not going to happen. The couples will continue instead currently have half an hour sessions and one hour sessions but I want to create the hybrid and the hybrid doesn't cost anything more than a half an hour but it has a higher degree of commitment it still has a 45 or 60 minute commitment so in the hybrid you simply do the session and it's only for the more advanced person it's not for the beginner as you advance on, you don't pay any different, but you start to get more value out of the session because in the hybrid, we're teaching you what to do in the first half. And in the second half, you're either going to continue on with those sets and then you're going to do cardio. And that way it's a full workout, like a one hour without paying for the one hour. So I think it's, it's, it's just more really a power of suggestion idea, but when you term it as such and you sell it as such, the client comes in with the mental expectation of, I'm going to be here for 60 minutes today, not half an hour, but I'm only paying for half an hour. I never increased my rates. Right. Okay. I, I think that that's very, very interesting. Now, 
Before we kind of wrap things up today, I want to give you a chance, Selena, to share your greatest piece of advice for somebody who would be new to the fitness industry, somebody looking to maybe open up their own gym. Um, The greatest piece of advice I would say is don't just work in your business, work on your business and to not, this is the first thing we talked about off air, is to not see yourself as self-employed but to see yourself as a business owner. And I've hired two business coaches over the years. If you're not confident in the business arena, hire a coach, let other professionals, and we talked about this earlier, let other professionals help you where you don't maybe have the expertise because getting lost in our craft and counting sets and reps and having the fun time is great, but the unsteadiness of the income will wear on you over time and being tied to the hours that you have to work to be able to generate that income it's it's not sustainable over the life of of the career and i think i would have gotten out of it if i hadn't started thinking more as an entrepreneur and less as a self-employed personal trainer a hundred percent that's wonderful piece of advice um for somebody to take like if they're just kind of starting starting things out Um, so, you know, before we kind of wrap things up here today, where can we find you online? What is your social media, your Facebook or your Instagram? Where can we go to follow your journey? Okay. So I've got to start posting again on social media. I've been terrible about that, but, um, my first and last name is at Selena Saba. And if you look up fusion fitness, PG, we are fusion fitness, PG.com standing for Pacific Grove. Um, and the links to my social media are there. Plus I've got a bunch of blog posts up on there. Um, so mostly I would say, look for me on the website, get on my email list and I'll send you fun and interesting, uh, fitness facts monthly. Awesome. Can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for being here today, Selena. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.